Welcome to Talking Town, your flagship podcast. Today, we discuss the draw away at MK Dons. Was it one point gained or two dropped? The Gov, the Mogul and the Cruncher give you their town insights in addition to fans coming on and having their say on their platform. Leave a five-star review and beware of strong language. Enjoy the show. Hello again, my friends, and you are my friends, and welcome to your Sunday flagship podcast, two minutes past one. Exciting times to be with you. Uh, Before we get any further, Prediction League, I want to give a big shout out to Duncan Wells and Damian Knight. They smashed it this week. Damian Knight was the highest riser that I've seen in a long, long time. But as per usual, Man City Norwich was the most points given to players. Norwich love to give points away, don't they? Literally to football clubs, to our Prediction League players. Uh, Yeah, they just give them away. Don't forget, if you're new here, hit subscribe. It'll be the best thing you do in 2022. I can say that that already. And Colin Plum is in the chat. The GOAT, the Oracle, the Knowledge Giver. giver. Stephen Parry, two positive people, Stephen and Colin. You'd like to sit in a room for an hour with them. It could be on fire and they'd still say everything's okay. Mark Rattle, good afternoon. Just not after yesterday. MK, nine points ahead. Next six games are Sunderland, Charlton, Bolton, Rotherham, Cheltenham, Wigan on paper, and we should close the gap. Absolutely. I like that, Mark. I like that. I like the way. That's a good way of thinking of it. Uh, Lee Brown, afternoon, everyone. Good to see everyone yesterday. Yeah, seven, over 7,000 town fans making the trip to MK is a, is a, should be well, well applauded. I know I've seen it all over social media, all the away day accounts saying what great support it was, and it truly was. So if you did go, give yourself a round of applause. Kieran McKenna says we just shaded it. Well, let's see what this man felt. He is, of course, the one, the only, just shaded it, Mr. Moss. Without going into two specifics this early in the show, is he correct? Uh, I thought a draw was fair. If you look at the stats, they had more shots on target than we did, Martin. Our goalkeeper was probably the more busier of the two. So I think a draw was a fair result. We had more possession than them without ever really... Um, it was... Uh, Colin, you're wrong. It was um, 53%, not 55 53% for 55, now. 45 uh, Yeah, so... It was a really good away performance. Two good sides. Um, the pitch was poor. The support was great. But I'll tell the you what... was things, awesome. Yeah. Well, it, it, it was good because there was nearly 7,000, 6,850. But the atmosphere at Doncaster on Tuesday was better. I'll tell you that for a fact. Yeah, do you know what I didn't particularly like was the fucking inflatables. It's such tin pot when you've got beach balls in the first five, ten minutes of games on. Like, I don't mind big games, but I play a final. I his flag up at the front. Matt Stannard was there and he helped me with his wife tie it up. And his two little boys had got beach balls given to him. And I just went in my pocket and got out my pin. But I didn't pop them because I don't want to be a killjoy. Hox's comment here. Do you want to shed any light on that one? Not really. Hox was at, um, he was watching <laughs> Chesterfield yesterday. They drew one uh, one down at Weymouth, and he said the officials were some of the worst officials he's ever seen. And there was a really, really bad injury for the Chesterfield striker. Yeah, he, he broke his ankle really, yes. really badly. And, and then they in- ended up conceding in the added time as a result of it, didn't they? Yeah, he, he, said, like... that, he said that he said that their heads had gone because it was an awful, awful injury. He said one of the worst injuries he's ever seen. And he was on about the officials. And I said to him, Look, they're bad in League One. As you get lower down the leagues, Martin, you know what they're like. They're, they're probably getting paid, what, 60 quid, 
70 quid a game. Mm-hmm. Not great. Not great. It all happens around Jordan, doesn't it? Because last week, I think he saw one of the best non-league goals there's ever been. Oh, yeah. Where was that away? The volley was incredible. I mean, that was at Eastleigh. You went to Eastleigh. It was. Basically, if you're at a game with Jordan, just expect fireworks. Because the the, the guy obviously chooses the best games of the the week, which, um, you know, sadly, we don't all do the same regularly. Does he go to Portman Road, Jordan? Because I'd love to. Yeah, love he's got season ticket. He's, uh, he's big mate. He's big mates with Lochi. Yeah, Obviously, I know. Plays in goal for Chesterfield, so he goes and supports him. So fair play. Buddy and bromance. Right, you may have gone yesterday and not seen it. You may have already looked at it. Either way, this is the live league table. Ipswich Town currently sitting in ninth position. Let me just make that a little bigger. After all, it is Valentine's Day. Uh, ninth position. Losing one nil. Yeah, Wednesday are currently losing to Rotherham who are runaway leaders at this point, 48. So, you know, no ground really lost, but a good opportunity missed, you could say, from yesterday's um, uh, result. Yeah, but I think you can look at it both ways, I, I think, Martin. You know, we could have got two points. We could have lost it in that last minute. You know, Scott to with a free kick. So, all in all, I think I think we're happy. Yeah. Uh, they seemed happy with a point as well. I listened to Liam Manning's interview afterwards. Really interesting. So he's been interviewed by the, they're they're all they're all there. Not just the local press. He does like an interview on the side of the pitch, and they're all asking him questions. Just a little um, just a little pointer towards town. And if you're watching it, um, Marcus Nash, why can't Martin be there? With his, <laughs> with his phone recording, asking the question. <laughs> Wasn't even at the game yesterday. Is... <laughs> no, I'm just. They... I'm just saying, hey, I'm at Portman Road. I'm saying at Portman Road. You know when he does. They can't interview. handle the heat the gov brings. Yeah, you see. I've, I can't be trusted. I'm a live wire. But yeah, you're right. Why can't you? Let me in. That gif. Let me in. Let me in. Right. He went to his first away day in about 20 years yesterday. He's not stopped talking about it. In fact, he even found the grainiest photo taken on the We were in that area somewhere. I couldn't couldn't see where we were, but he circled it, didn't he? He's like a bloke who's on a, who's on a tourist day out, he stuck a circle around it and says, we are there. It is, of course, the moment. It wasn't my first away day in 20 years. I was at South End, 2019, the 3-1. Sorry, your first one in two years, which is yeah. with the pandemic, I guess. How was it then, your first away day of the year? It's all right. It's good. It was good being sat next to the Crunch and the Crunch Bunch. That was good. And we saw, who we see? Lee Brown. We saw Matt Stannard. Big shout out to was it Natalie come and saw us, Rich, yeah, at half time? No, yeah. Um, Colin, was there. To... Colin was there, five Colin, points Colin. in. Yeah. Five Colin. points in, Colin. Colin said he had five points. Yeah, change during the full time show on WhatsApp. He's so <laughs> positive, is Colin. He, so positive. As is Mr. Perry, as I said at the start of the show. I'm not sure, all right? So, so Colin rung me on the way home, and I was, I was nearly, I was 10 minutes away from dropping the boys home. Matt was home at half seven. They were still stuck in traffic in Milton Keynes. Mark Rattle texted me this morning. I've just got home for a laugh. But what time did you get home, Colin? Because I don't know what way you went. I went out the back way. Grab a few drinks, didn't you? Let's be honest. Uh, I don't think I'm actually this power today. I think it's the right. But it could be I am power. I don't know. I've not felt... You've not heard from me for the last 24 hours. You were actually a lot from players, weren't you? Worried. You had a lot of well wishes yesterday, Martin, from people. Big shout out to the couple and their friend, Colin, who come into the queue with us, Rich. Watch the show every week. The guy, the, the husband said if he watches any more talking town in one week, he feels like he could get divorced. <laughs> Loves well, the show. Wished you well. 
we are live tomorrow on Valentine's Day as well. So we, we are going <laughs> part way to, to, to and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal the name, but I've just lined up a massive guest for the podcast. It's massive, massive, massive. Yeah, huge, huge, huge Ian. Um but yeah, tomorrow, Valentine's Day, we've got a bumper bumper team. We're going through biggest sporting heartbreaks. I want to know what your biggest sporting heartbreak was tomorrow. Forget the lovely. Have you got on tomorrow? Have you got on tomorrow with you? Who's allowed out to play tomorrow night? <laughs> I've stitched uh, TJ, Neil, and Callie up. So they're, they're, they're all going to get divorced in the following I proceedings. Bought, I, I bought Richard Bovril yesterday. You love oh. Bovril. Yeah. It was good. Whoa. It was your perfect stadium, I Because it's obviously newish, isn't it? I mean, it's been around a few years. Padded seats, great view, massive toilets, kiosks without queues. You, we thought this was your vision for this new stadium you'd like to see one day. Possibly, yes. I, I did. I did note the padded seats when I noticed Matt Stannard on every corner. Um, Rich took to standing on his padded seat at the end to give everyone a round of applause. Of a fucking nil-nil draw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was great at the end. It was. It was, it was fantastic good, yeah. when they all came yeah. over and Kieran yeah. was giving it the. Yeah, he was. Done, yeah, McKenna was there. Yeah, it was great. He said it, uh, yeah. I listened to his interview, Matt, and he was. He was quite like. I think he was. They were blown away. I think. Genuinely, like he said, he was really, really humbled by that sort of support. And you think, yeah. like I said to you in the game, we're in the third tier, over 20 years without doing anything, and we've got that support. And we take fans, we take thousands wherever we go. It's just waiting to just lift off. Yeah. It is. Well, yeah, I will well, say about the away support, which is very interesting to me. So I, I went, I, I did a lot of away games in that first and second year of the Premier League, not so much since. But how, how emotionally invested people are in that one present second. Like Morsey loses the ball. Seabon. <laughs> Ref makes a mistake. He's a nonce. I was just like, chill out. Chill out. Yeah, know, right. This seemed like the first five minutes. He was a ship. He, 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 he was a, he I was know, a very just, good you know, ref. out a little bit, right? I gave him a four yesterday. I wrote down four. I thought... There was one instance where Macaulay Bond got literally mugs on the 18-yard line. The ball went 10 yards further the pitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then Wickham threw yeah. himself on the ground like he'd been shot. And the referee gave a free kick. I was like, as my struggle get literally get mugged to have a free kick these days, it was a shocking referee. I just so wonder if all these people there. are like that angry in normal life. Hardly got queued up at the yeah. news agent or whatever. <laughs> I'd love to have gone. But the next time I want to get ambushed by Lemons, it's a playoff final. Not at MK Don's away. Do you know what? I've got a, I, as I was driving home yesterday on the M1, which has now become my favourite motorway, everybody. He's done it Great. Once, Four lanes. Beautiful. Um, I think we'll go back there in the playoffs if we make it. I just got feel, I felt like it was a good nil-nil yesterday. It was entertaining. It feels like there's another chapter to that story somewhere. Yeah, it's just Jules' spot on. I need that disclaimer on the screen. All thoughts and sayings and everything else is, is their, their own doing. It's not me. It's not the network. I'm just reporting <laughs> we'll say, like, like, like we said yesterday, we see a few lemons. Oh, 2 0, 2 0, Rotherham. Oh, good, good, good. Pipe down we see a few back. lemons yesterday who are real vocal and have given me and Matt a lot of stick on social media. Yeah. You see them in the flesh and they're hiding behind their misses. Yeah, unbelievable. Bones. Very pasty very pasty looking. I'm going to sunbed, lads. Yeah. Maybe change your diet. I can't comment with this lighting system at the moment, can I really? Yeah, that's um, what made us think of it. <laughs> I look like Casper, the friendly folk goes, but today I feel very unfriendly. So, uh, one of his brothers. Well, speak to us next time. Got plenty to say on Twitter. <laughs> I wouldn't advise that. They did that to me. <laughs> it wasn't great. I will be honest. Um, right. 
One point gained or two points dropped. I did tweet before I collapsed on the sofa yesterday. I couldn't quite decide how I felt because mm. on the one hand, I felt they were there for the taking. It was two dropped with, with results going other ways in, in other locations. But we've used the whole squad. We'll come to Jackson, I'm sure. We've shown flashes of quality and we've gone away to a playoff contender and, and got a point. Yeah. How do you both see it? I've heard a little bit from Rich. I'll start with you there then, Matt. Uh, one yeah, point or two drops. We were discussing this as we were taking the flag down yesterday. I feel like I feel like it was a good point actually. I don't think we dropped two points there because I don't ever feel like we were going to score particularly. I know Jackson had that really good chance at the keeper save, but me and Rich were <laughs> safe throughout the game. We just didn't quite have the that clinical edge to us to convert the chance. We had plenty of the ball, and Burns was lively, and Lewington was getting some grief off the fans when they looked about 20 stone at 30, and 37 years age. Uh, and he's got a bar named after him in the stadium, Lewington. They protect him well, tactically, don't they? Yeah, because he's got two 22-year-olds next to him in that three. Yeah. And he's nearly as old as them combined. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, Burns Burns was our chance, I think, going up against him, beating for pace and getting the ball in. But it, just, it never felt like we were going to score, wasn't it, Rich? That's what we kind of felt, really. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed because he was on a yellow when he's second half, and I thought, right, thirty-seven-year-old yeah. aging defender, he's on a yellow card. Let's really put the pressure on him, and we didn't. And so we've had nine games. We've scored eleven goals under McKenna. Um, I think the last seven goals have all been scored by people other than our central striker, which I still think is moving forward. I'm not this season. It could hamper us this season to get to the playoffs because I think yeah. we need whoever... He's probably going to change it up again at Burton for the home game, I would have thought. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what you two think. If he goes yeah. for a two at home, you know, more of a goal threat maybe on the pitch. But I still think that's the area of the pitch where, look, Bond's struggling. I thought Jackson was excellent yesterday, Martin. And I know before the game, a lot of people, why is he playing? He's shit, blah de blah you look at his performance for 76 minutes, I thought he... £10 in the chat. Oh, Paul P, thank you very much. That was me and the missus you let in the queue yesterday. Good to meet you. There you go. Thank you very much. There you go, Paul <laughs> they, enjoyed, they enjoyed the Craig Forest show. Yeah, it's good to meet you guys. Good to meet you. But I thought he was a real pest and he sort of... They like to play out from the back, don't they, MK? And they didn't really do that yesterday because I thought Jackson was really busy. I thought he held the ball up. I, look, I don't think he's a lone striker. He, he played that sort of when we got relegated that season, it doesn't really suit his game. I thought yesterday he was excellent. He brought other people into the game. Um, and I actually, I thought when they brought Bon and Norwood on, you think you're making two changes there, Martin, to go and win the game. I thought both of them were real, really poor. Mm. You know, they didn't really get into and I know it's sometimes hard to get into a game like that. You know, you've only got a short space of time, but they didn't really... The other night as well, when Norwood come on at Doncaster, he didn't really take his chance. So Jackson's done himself no end of good with that performance yesterday, I think. I thought he was that was one of his best games I've seen for a long while in the town shirt for him. I don't know what everyone else thinks. They might think no, he didn't do a lot, but I thought he played really, really well. I think he was I think he was okay. It's a difficult role for him to play in it, that one up top. He also had like Selena and Chaplin passing around him. And I said to Colin and Lee Brown at half time, I felt like maybe Chapkin was the weak link in that little area. I thought, I thought he might have gone off a little bit earlier than what he did, Connor. But I mean, he, did, he did all right. But I still feel like we needed that second striker in there somewhere. He did all right, Jackson. But again, I don't feel like, you know, he, the keeper made a great save. Um, but I, I, it was difficult for him. 
I was really impressed. He's not had much football either, has he? He's not had much football either, particularly. No. I was really impressed with him. I thought he ran the channels quite well. He, you know, he pressed, he harassed. Yeah. He's, he did everything that you would want to do. As a, and we nearly got him in behind once, which is what I think the game plan particularly was. He sort of snapped at his chance a little bit. I think that was a lack yeah. of game time. Eagerness yeah, to get that goal. saved it, mine. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if he's going to score on that side, it's got to be a hell of a shot to beat the goalkeeper. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a yeah. good save by the goalkeeper, but look, any decent straight, though, goalkeeper yeah. at this level is going to save it. He's got to really go across. I think he, he got into that position, and, and he got like I think like Joe Piggott would do at this point of his of, of the season. You get in that position, and you know you've not scored. You know you you you've got to work hard for your for your, for your place in the team, and you, he just sort of snatched at it. It came too quickly to him, and he, he snatched. Yeah. I think it, I think he'd won it back, you know, with a touch because he had plenty of time. He wasn't really challenged, but yesterday the boys gave him a six or a seven. I think he's got. He's, he's at that point of his town career, Matt, where he unless he lays three goals or scores three goals every time he plays, people are going to say what they say about him. Caden. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, if you watched uh, McKenna interview after the game, he's really pleased with him. He says he trains well, he's got a great attitude. You know, we, we a lot of people were sort of musing over the point that could any of these strikers we've got at the club currently be, be there at the start of August later this year for the new season? So, I don't know. But, I mean, Caden obviously has good attitude. We've said it before, haven't we? I mean, Rich said it. You know, he was, he was isolated with the 23s under other regimes. Come back in, hasn't seen much football. Only two, three years ago, he was when we started the pod. He was um, our player of the year, wasn't he, Rich? After that, you know, in the was like, like I said when we were talking outside, Matt, and that you said the last of the way game we went to was South End away. Him and Forward yeah. were up front, and I think yeah. they both scored that day. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah, potent yeah. in that league. It's it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jackson at the end of the season. You no, know, because obviously he's out of contract. But yeah. McKenna has spoken glowingly about him and training. Yeah. And look, yeah. you cannot. Do anything but praise Martin. His attitude. He's got his head down. He's probably yeah. thinking, "I'm probably fourth choice," and he's got some game time. And if he stays yeah. at the club or he doesn't, he showed the right attitude going forward yeah. for me. You know, it's, I've said before on air when they said about his attitude. It's easy for footballers nowadays to sulk. You know, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your head down. Yeah. And I think if he if he'd have been like that and he wasn't good around the group, I think. McKenna probably would have shipped him out in January because it wouldn't have been good for the team spirit. But he showed that he's got his head down. He's trained well. And who knows what happened in the remaining 14 games, you know. But he does need a few goals because otherwise, like, I do agree with Martin. People will say we've seen enough of him over the three years. And I do I agree with Curtis there in the um, chat. McCauley Bond, I would not be signing him if it was anywhere more Seven. than... In the league, one top goal scoring charts, crunch seventh. One goal That's... in nineteen games. One goal in nineteen games. Yeah, one no, goal in. How many actual chances let... has he had in those nineteen? We're, I mean, we're like... letting our hearts rule our heads a little bit with him because he's an Ipswich boy. He should have had a hat trick Promise... on Tuesday night. He missed two well, absolute sitters on his head. The header, particularly. What came up in yesterday's show, which is quite an interesting question, I'll ask both of you. Because we were talking about Macaulay Bond and the strikers not scoring goals. Uh, and it was all I said, well, they're not getting chances, just as I have done there. Somebody in the chat, I can't remember who, so I do apologize <laughs> for you when you watch this, if you're, watching, if you're not watching it live, said, you can't have assists without people scoring goals. It's almost like the chicken and the egg situation. Have we got players creating chances that the strikers are, are fluffing, or have we not got people creating chances for the strikers to even fluff? Because as you said yesterday at the start of the show, Rich, 
you don't think we had as many chances as MK Dons did. So yeah, it is. It's them little. Which is it? a couple of times there, even when I think Norwood was on with Bond, and I can't remember. I think Bond went to play a through ball, pretty easy pass. Give right, yeah. little yeah. fine details. But like yeah. I said the other night, Selena. Everyone said everyone said at Doncaster, Selena didn't have a good game. Yet he laid two absolute sitters on the on the um, for Macaulay Bond on his head, and he didn't score. But but you see, I look at that, and I don't think there's many, if any, I would you know choose over over Bond. I said this on yesterday's show, Matt. My issue is the yeah. fact when you go to the top assists, there isn't a single town player inside that list. And it's quite a fucking big list, to be honest. That's an issue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it does. I mean, it does come down to that sort of lack of creativity that we've seen over a lot of the season, I suppose. What we are beginning to see with McKenna's side is like a really organised team. Look at Morsey yesterday, who I thought was probably man in the match. And I think Rich was leaning that way as well. He, he effortlessly went slotted back into the side. I thought he played really, really well for someone who had been out for four games. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was driving forward with that ball. Easily, you know, could have set someone up for a goal. Um, but, yeah, strange, isn't it? I mean, are we, are we saying that our, a lot of our goals this season have just been in, in terms of... Because we have scored a few goals. Like we were saying before we came on here, didn't we? The 4 nils, uh Paul P and Gillingham. The 4-1 at Wickham, 6-0 with Donny. Are we saying that these are just a lot of individual goals? I was looking earlier now. Five crosses. We only put five crosses in the box yesterday. We don't put enough crosses in. If you're a striker, Selena, apart the other night, he put two in for for Bon. Yeah. We don't score enough from crosses. I was watching the Rotherham Sheffield Wednesday game here. Nineteen set piece goals. Rotherham has scored. I said to you yesterday when we got we had I think we had six seven corners yesterday. We never looked like scoring from a set piece. No. These are all these are all parts of the game that we have to improve. You know, we've got some good headers in the book. George Edmondson, you know, Luke Wolferden, they can all attack the ball from a corner. But when you put a corner in, it's got to be quality. Yeah. Are we not scoring Are we not scoring enough team goals? Is what that stat kind of tells me. Uh, I, 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 yeah, possibly. Yes, possibly. We've scored some goals. Oh. Look at Bond it, it, at MK Don's yeah. at Pullman Road. I mean, that ball came Vincent Young stuck over the top and he smacked it into the net. Fantastic goal, that wasn't it. But Stephen says corners were good, but we ca- uh, were good. We came close once. See, I was reading an article good. the other day in the Athletic about Brighton, who have, who, have imp- who have employed an actual set piece specialist. He was he was yeah. a recruitment analyst. He's now there. I think you've got to start. It's a good opportunity, and I, I kept saying this under Mick in the Championship. When the budgets are stretched, let, let's say Mick had a really low budget compared to a parachute team. Hmm. The one thing you've all got in common is you should all be able to do a good set piece regardless if you've got uh millions in the bank or zero in the bank and it's the and look at Wimbledon talking of the Dons they made seasons cup runs etc all out of set pieces they were famous if you considered a a corner to Wimbledon you were a goal down almost it was that sort of level of psychological yeah Curtis makes a really good point there if you could see that one mine about Uh, the time when we had Berra and Smith there you go we scored a lot of goals, didn't we, from 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 corners? Twine kick getting loads of stick, didn't he? When he come over to us, only like twenty two. <laughs> Everyone dropping a seed before him. But I mean, his delivery was great. He didn't. He uh, often we see a lot of our set pieces from corners 
failed to clear that first man. Yeah, one first close. half, didn't he? He got cleared away for another corner, hit the first man, and yeah. that was it. Like, yeah. Generally, his delivery was pretty good, yeah. as you would expect, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, you would have thought Salina would be able to do that, really. To Morsi or Salina, because they're both on the list. Yeah. Do you think it's tactically uh, a tactical reason why the striker, central striker, isn't scoring? Do you think it's a tactical reason why we're not Maybe. putting enough crosses in? Because the style of play is into the feet of the central striker to the number 10, and we're playing more through the middle and intricate as opposed to more out and then in yeah. for crosses. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. It's a, I was thinking yesterday, we've seen so many changes, aren't we, game to game at the moment? One minute Piggott's in the team against Gillingham. Nowhere to be seen against Doncaster. Then he's at the yeah. game yesterday, but warm, just warming up with the side, but not on the bench or anything like that. He'll play mid so, Saturday. I just, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's what we said. So I'm just wondering now whether or not, because we've always said Ipswich just need to have their style, their formation and play their game. A bit like what Barcelona did with the false nine or all that when they've messed it. Yeah. Right? And you've got to worry about them. But it seems to me now, McKenna is actually preparing his side to counter the strengths of the opposition. Because he said very much, didn't he? Because we was under pressure in the first 10 minutes yesterday. And he said, well, I made a couple of, we made, me and Martin made a couple of tactical tweaks. And then suddenly we're back in it. I do think we're setting up now to try and expose the weakness of our opposition rather than this is how we play, deal with it. See what I mean? Which is why we've seen so many changes game to game and Jackson coming in from the cold, then we'll disappear again. Just because mm. it, suited that, it suited that particular opposition, I think. But, um, yeah, I mean, certainly Morsey on the ball yesterday, there was a lot of play centrally, wasn't there? And it felt to me, from where we was, it's difficult to tell what the formation was, where we were sitting, but it certainly felt to me like with Jackson as the one, and then the two were just behind him were, were Selena and Chaplin and almost sort of... Curtis has got a great comment there about Tariq Baggerson. Lee Evans and Tariq Baggerson. Only difference is that Baggerson runs like a newborn horse trying to stand up for the first time. <laughs> I didn't see, Martin, I didn't see yesterday much of Tariq Baggerson's... Matt said on Friday he's caught his physicality. Fuck off. <laughs> Talk out of his arse. He's, he's, <laughs> I thought in that Doncaster game he, he had a physical presence in there and you didn't see it as much yesterday because Mulsey took over that role. But I do think Baggerson had a quiet game as well yesterday. And Would it surprise you to know he got a five from the match day ticket team? Atkinson. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, really? he didn't. He didn't really do a lot. What did he, he do wrong? He, oh, well, actually, he did have that moment, didn't he, Rich? Well, he never gave any give a goal away when he turned into yeah. about three players <laughs> and he got wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and he got yeah. yellow. Actually, you know, I don't agree with five out of ten. No way. I'd say six. Five's harsh. But yeah, he did he did lose the ball and they could have scored from it, absolutely. But what did he do? Goal. Yeah, see, as Kelly says, wait, Baxton was playing yesterday. Like <laughs> you've got to determine the role of the player and then uh, judge him I on that. I can see why. I can see why they've got Backinson in and stuck Carp out. Because Backinson does track back and make tackles and then just pass that simple ball. And um, you know, he's a little bit older, I think, than Harper, and Harper's probably a little bit green and and, mm. and it's gone to crew to to to, to work on those elements of the game. You can tell Backus has been around the block a little bit more than what Harper is, which I think is why he's in the team and, he, and we've sent him to crew. It was just Jules. Five was generous for me. Oh, oh. Uh, five. Jesus Christ, what's he done? What did he do wrong? I'm Jules. just telling you what the team came up with. Um, no one thought he was awful when he scored against Doncaster on Tuesday. Right? We're, not, we're not grading Doncaster, though, are we, Matt? We're grading them K Dons. That's the game game to game, isn't it? Fickle. That's like Fickle. saying... No one thought Paul Cook was wrote woeful when we were smashing Wickham. Bloke still got sacked. Bloke still not here. Like it's, it's irrelevant in that conversation. Um, Nobody he makes. Still a, gave a great us three comment. points. He still gave us three points. Tuesday night. 
be interesting to see a chances created stat rather than the actual assists. Nobody, I will yep. have that for you, hopefully by this, yeah. not this time tomorrow, but by the show tomorrow night, 7.30, I will make that my mission this afternoon to hunt down that, to present it to yeah. you, because it's a good that, point. Yeah. But on Sam Morsi, he got a seven. I thought he was cool. My last actual message to you both was uh, Morsi, cool as a cucumber, 18-yard box, two MK Dons players bearing down on him. He just he just sees the game at a different speed. He is a championship player playing League One football, yes, Rich. Whereas Backinson, I, that's why I think Backinson's being viewed through the lens he is because you want to see that from him. If you had two players of that ability, you'd you'd be creating a lot more chances because every time Morsi receives the ball, he's got a plan. He's already two steps ahead. It, it's beautiful to watch when he's in full swing. Sam Messi. Sam Messi. <laughs> <laughs> He was like a man possession in that first half. He had three or four runs there, didn't he? He just sort of got the ball and he went. And then he just kept going. Um, it showed, look, he was he was determined yesterday. He's not played for the last four games. He's been chomping at the bit. And he came in there and he showed what a good player he is. He showed that he shouldn't really be playing in this this league. You know, he is. Yeah. Um, I liked he's his interview on the, um, on the Ipswich Town website. He's really positive. He said MK are not a bad side. He did say they're a good side. And he said he can't wait to to get to Portman Road next Saturday. And look, I thought he he really drove the team on well. And I think it puts to bed the absolute nonsense comments from, I think it was Ben Adams. I can't remember. Oh, I think it might have been the fisherman saying that he shouldn't be captain. Absolute bollocks them two talked about him. You know, it's fucking nonsense. Yeah. That showed yesterday what a captain... I know about Rich. No, I'm saying that was fucking absolute nonsense comments. Saying he shouldn't be captain. Got promoted with Chesterfield. Got promoted with Wigan. He'll win promotion with Town. Might not be this season. If not this season, it'll be next season. You know? Yeah, he's he's great captain. We said at the time he could be the next Matty Holland for us, and I feel feel like he is, yeah. And he comes he comes with more pedigree than Backerton, to be fair. I mean, he has played for Egypt. He's been around some quality players. So he has he's got a little bit more seasoning around him than the others. What I would say is neither person are here currently to defend themselves. Um, so I'll speak. I'll try and be speak on their behalf. You can't, I felt because there's were... nothing you can say because it's out of fucking No, I know. I'm, I'm, no, I'm going for talking the bollocks. And you cannot stand up for that sort of comment. Look, I know everyone's <laughs> got an opinion on here. I can't be balanced. But saying Sam Morsi shouldn't be captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about your fucking asses, people. Be, if fa- you don't... be thankful. Be thankful he is our captain. Yeah. I don't yeah. agree with it. League One comes would like him as their captain. I don't agree with it. But what I think they were trying to say, particularly in the case of Ben, if I remember rightly, there was other candidates that maybe, you know, are, are more than uh, applicable, more than capable, I'm sorry, to, to, to take it on, such as George Edmondson. That's what I think he was saying. He wasn't initially saying that Sam Morsi was a bad captain he was saying Sam Morsey you know he's okay but he felt George Edmondson would be a better captain that's what I think he was saying but I can't speak for him sure. George, George, Edmondson had the, George Edmondson had the armband and his form went off the cliff yeah, yeah but this is before that point so maybe Ben would, yeah, okay. have, would have reviewed that listen to me and you won't go far wrong <laughs> mm, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure you can make those judgments unless you're actually in the training ground and in the dressing room Day to day, you, we we can only ever go on what we see on. That's the what fans but... do, isn't it? We make we we make you know a judge. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, we make judgments on players in ten minutes. Yeah. Leighton Durham's done it already. I will back into reminds me of great Williams. Shit, I mean, great Williams from the halfway line. Good. Come on, come yeah. on, yeah. good old Grain. Uh, Callis on the show on the days after on this show, what I thought Ben and Mike knew 
they certainly did. Edmondson proved he can't be Please, a skipper. Uh, yeah. Hawks, Sam Morsi, brilliant captain, average player. Ooh. You stick to watching Chesterfield, Hawks. Yeah. When we last time Morsi <laughs> suspension, either, either way he plays, yellow card. Well, you did say game. that. Yeah, when he got one, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. first off, wasn't it, Matt? And I said he'll get. We yeah. knew he'd get a yellow card yeah. somewhere. It's about eighty minutes. Right. We've got yeah. some time for some opinions. So not all will get on, but if you are, you are then of course invited to tomorrow's show. But it's first come, first serve. Got enough for two people. Links now in the chat. Two people, first come, first serve. While we're waiting for that, Bursant Selena. I will tell you what I think of Bursant, and then you two can tell me what if I'm right, wrong, or how you saw it sat in the posh seats of MK. I thought it was absolute rhymes with right yesterday. Um, I gave him a four. I thought he was for a player that's big time for a player that you bring in to, to make things happen for a player that you bring in four games like yesterday to be the difference. Mm. He wasn't, he, he didn't offer anything. He, and in fact, I'd go as far as to say McKenna made one of his poorer decisions yesterday when he took Chaplin off and not Selena. I felt then it was the bad, uh, the wrong choice, and I feel now, 24 hours later, etc., it was still the wrong choice. How did you two sit in the bro- in the posh seats? Rich did think it was going to be Selena on that that first sub, didn't you, Rich? Yeah, I was a bit um, bit surprised. I, I thought mm-hmm. both of them didn't play that well yesterday. Um, I agree. I agree with down. James in the chat. He's he gives us a bit of thrust. He does. Yeah. Um, He's the the, he, he played the through ball for Jackson. You know, it's like we we saying when you want to look at that stat, possible assists. You know, he can only lay yeah, it on a plate yeah, like he yeah. did with Bomb the other night. Um, but it is that you could say the same about Scott Twine yesterday. We didn't see him. No, you know, no. until so, the very end. <laughs> and let's be honest, right at the very end, where was your heart? Because I know where mine was. Oh it yeah, was yeah, right yeah, in my yeah. mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we had a good view. as soon as you struck it, we had a good view. You could see what one was going to say, but yeah, uh, yeah, I did say it at the time. It's this, this is almost sort of uh, other sport because it's your best and their best. Because I would say Christian Ward is probably our best player at the moment. Um, yeah, it was almost right. Your best versus our best. Let's see if you can there go. You go. Matt and Willis in the cot, he's made five clear cut chances over the last. There you go. That's not that's not good enough. That's not good enough. He's still not good enough. What, that's that's not games? good enough. Five in two games is not good enough. If you tell me over the last month, Bursant Selena, or the last couple of weeks, Bursant Selena has lived up to the to, to, to the player you thought you were getting in League One, I'm going to tell you I think you're incorrect. Is he playing with inferior players then? When he played under me, I'm not having the Andre Dezel conversation all over again. No, no, not on about him. He had Martin Waggon. He had players like that around him when he played under McCarthy. True. You know? players. Yeah. I mean, I love Selena as much as anybody. I wanted Selena in the summer. I was desperate for him when he arrived. Mm-hmm. I was in seventh heaven. I just felt yesterday, Matt, I want that's the time I wanted to step up. Yeah, forward. I agree look, with James. Yeah. James knew there. Five clear cut chances in two games isn't good enough. You must be joking. I hundred percent agree with him. He can only create if them strikers are not doing their job and putting the ball in the net. Like the other night, Macaulay Bond, two absolute sitters on his head. Selena. It's not his fault. But like Stephen Parry says in the chat, it's a team game. We shouldn't be just signaling out individuals. You know, he might not be playing next Saturday against Burton. He might sit on the bench because Kieran might change it around again. And whoever comes in... In two is a lot. One was Doncaster. Doncaster ship goals for fun. 
I'd like to review that type of those. Could they beat Sunderland away? Yeah, well, Sunderland were in free fall. Like, you can't, anyone can't could can't beat be anybody. But oh, the stats you're just says, making excuses. You're just making excuses saying, oh, it's only Sunderland. Who was sitting like fourth in the league? Not at all. We're not sitting at all ninth. Sunderland. But Doncaster have conceded 63 oh, goals. Yeah. That's a fact. They ship goals for fun. What I would like to do, and I can't do it right now, obviously, is go back and review that tape of those clear-cut chances. Because for me, I want Selena turning on the ball and shooting. He's a fantastic long-range shooter. Were yeah. those clear-cut chances at the uh, a betterment of a shot that he could have had? Because if the other players can't score and you're a better player, do it your fucking self. Mm. Look, look, we've been debating this for about the last six weeks now. When I said I'd send it back to Dijon. <laughs> I won't go that far. I just feel like, look, he's not going to be here next season, is he? Because we haven't got bang for our buck from him, have we? We've paid a lot of money for him. We've obviously paid a loan fee for him. And for whatever reason, we don't know. We discussed Friday. Has he been fit throughout the season? He, you know, he, he missed he missed the, the pre-season over the summer. Again, it was a, I think it was a risk for Ashton to get him in because you didn't know how he'd recover from COVID and the, the heart issue he had. Um, but, yeah, you want, him to, you want him to rip it up in these games where it really counts. Like, if we do make the playoffs... That's tailor-made for Selena, isn't it? To to actually repay that money he's, he's got from us because he's a hell of a lot of dough for for the third year. Hell of a lot. It doesn't really make business sense at all, really. Well, I don't understand why we're looking at the negatives yesterday, Martin. When it was a positive performance, it was. Yeah, it's, I agree. Yeah. It's we've conceded oh, we've four goals. Morrison, that was a positive. We've looked at Jackson, and that was a positive. It can't all be positive because you didn't win. Martin, positive. Well, yeah, no, but uh, you've taken a point against this. Look, how MK Dons are third in the table, but only knows. So I thought they were pretty ordinary in actual We fact. made them I look. Agree, I totally agree. Going back to Morsi, I agree with Hox in the comments, and I did say it before. Scoose, better player than Morsi. I totally stand by that. Played in the championship, played in the championship in a decent side under McCarthy. I guess, yeah, if I'm going to say Bart is better Similar than Morsi because Bart played in the championship. Players. Again, Morsi's played international football, as we just said earlier. I've got to agree, I suppose. Yeah, I can't have the Bart conversation and ha- have my cake and eat it too. Because Bart is better than Walton based on the fact Bart plays in the champ or played and plays still in the championship. Um, I well, saw well, Harry was... Butcher in the chat earlier say Bart uh, Walton's better than Bart. I'm going to say it now. That's what he said. Which, you know, well, it's just opinion. that it's just people's opinions, isn't it? I mean, that remains that Walton's tied to a Premier League team. Walton was that Premier League team, wasn't it? Bowen's a yes, good he goalkeeper, is. but he's playing. He's he playing in League he One is. at the minute. He's playing really well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, Selena is, is split in opinion. That is one of those things. Um, well, yeah, we, we would have all taken a point before the game, Gov. No, well, look, we, we had again, this conversation get, pre-game. No, you rolled the dice. Too, uh, people get too emotionally invested in Selena. He's never been an Ipswich player. I just, I've only ever been a loan player. Now I feel like you know, if he really wanted to commit to the club, would he come to the club? But I mean, again. No money in the French league. They ain't going to sell him cheaply. And if we are in League One next season, he's not really proven it this year. What's, uh, what's he got left on his contract at Dijon? He's got a couple of years, I think. A year or two, I think. Yeah. I like Selena. I just yesterday I would like to have seen the player I know he can be because he can yeah, be a fantastic player. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But five chances in two games. Yes, that is quite a lot. I would like to look at the tape and see. Were that because he's got to start taking responsibility. You know, for me, being a big time player. Lead yeah. the team and, and take it on yourself if you have to. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Sometimes big players have to take it on themselves. And Well, you see it, you see it in the top end of the game, don't you? You're, you're Salah, Mane, Ferran Torres. Yeah. And you see, these are the players that step up in the big games. And, you know, 
and, and earning lots of money. And at the end of the day, we are paying lots of money for Selena. And he only really, he only really, I'll put his him fault, aside. Man. It's not his fault that we're paying him that money. No. <laughs> No, exactly. exactly. That's true. And Matt is a great point. We need to see to run a game. We need to see Good point. I've seen All right. He was the X Factor to get his top two, and we're not top two. Good point. Um, but, Gov, you could... Yes, absolutely. Sam Morsey also needs to get to the 18-yard box and have a fucking shot. Great. What is up with Sam Morsey? Every time you, you think, right, you've done the hard work, now just hit it, and it's hit true. Do you think sometimes oh, we try and score the perfect goal? I think nobody wants to take responsibility. Nobody wants to be the one. They want that blasts it eighteen yards over over and you know gets the. I don't get a vibe from like Burns or. No, Burns loves to have from... a shot. That's that's the yeah. one difference. Yeah, I don't. Morsi's not really a goal scorer, though, is he? How many goals he ever scored in his career? I mean, it's We're skimmed. Never winning... scored any goals at all, did he? You ain't going to win a lottery if you don't buy a fucking ticket, Matt. I know. He's got to eventually have a shot to to even have a chance. Yeah, true, true, true. Cole's excuse was the same though. He'd get into position and he would lay it off. Instead of pull out a trigger, yeah, yeah. it's a mentality I mean, thing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the 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 role he's got from McKenna. Get the ball to the edge of the box, lay off to the to a, one of the attacking players. Maybe it's a tactical team. thing, as James says. We keep trying to score the perfect goal. Uh, Harry, at least the players' points grew today. Thanks, rather than beating Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. right, Stephen Perry. How are you? Hey, Steve. You all right? Oh yeah. I'll tell you what. I I, I watched it last well early this morning. The atmosphere must have been buzzing, you know. I, you could feel, I could feel it just watching it, you know. And but it was like I, I'm, I was, I was listening to your Selena point, and it, like I said, it is a team game. You know, it's it's very easy to rag on one player, whether it's Morsi, whether it's Backinson. Backinson made a lovely through ball to Selena for that shot. You know, not many people that was through an eye of a needle stuff, and it's like just he did that. That's it. But let's forget about it. it, it everything else he did was bad. Well, he, he wasn't that bad. You know, I've seen worse. You know, I think I think sometimes we're overcritical. We've seen we've seen players who have done brilliant things, and because someone's not doing that, they're not good enough. Well, yeah. You know, and everyone's going. Yeah. Well, let's have Simpson playing. Well, until he signs a contract, I don't want him anywhere near the first team because he doesn't deserve it. You know, if he's not prepared to commit himself to the club, he's not prepared to. I, I don't want him playing for the club. It's as simple as that. He's got no right to play for the club. He's nineteen years old. You know, there's people like Jackson who's sitting there who's got a lot more experience and are happy to sit on the bench and wait their turn. And he's, what, stamping his feet? I'm 19, I've played a couple of games in League Two, I should play. No. We know what League Two's like. Look at Drennan, he couldn't hit a barn door here. He goes to League yeah. Two, he scores for fun. So yeah. a few goals in League Two does not elite one stroke a mech. Mm, great. They're playing hardball, they're playing hardball with him, Stephen. He's going to rot in the 23s. He could have signed his contract... Stayed at Swindon and had another 15, 20 games, got goals. He didn't want to sign his contract. Ashton's not going to be pissed about. There you go. No, sitting at which is why I, which is why I, well, I, I end up having a little, little bit, bit of banter with Tristan Nardin because I, I, I put some comments up about Tristan Nardin going working working at, uh, at KFC. And then he put, he, put a, he put a picture of himself with his face over pet member of staff at KFC and sent it to me. So I had a bit about a lot of people took offence on his behalf. Oh, like careful. Well, you've got to be careful about having to go at people who work in fast food restaurants, haven't you, Matt? Oh no, people took offence on Tristan Nardin's behalf. And I was, I, was talking, I was talking to him on DM and he wasn't bothered. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll take it down because you know some people are getting offended on your behalf. 
So I took it down, but it was like it was like that. Sooner, sooner or later, yeah, he'll probably end up in non-league. And why? Because someone's telling him the wrong things. At 19, if you're not ready, you're not ready. The people in the game know you're not ready. Your bloody agent does not know you're not ready. Your agent knows one thing, how much money he can get in his pocket. <laughs> yes. Look at all these clubs that were supposedly interested. How many had actually made an offer? No. Yeah. Because he was touting names going, Hull's interested, Cardiff's interested. None of them were bloody interested. I think the best he could have got would have lead too long. It'd have been better signing it and moving back down the pyramid. Anyway, getting back to the game, I thought it was a brilliant game. I thought it was, it was one of the best games yeah. we played. Even yeah. down, I even agreed with uh, Mick Mills at the end. I know it might have been a bit late for some people's eyes, but bringing a Luke on right, right, right towards the end, it was an attacking substitution. Yes, it showed intent. He didn't want one point. He'd rather try and get three points, even if it risked the three even if it rests the point. It, you know, yeah, to some it was probably a bit late, but it showed the intent. And I think even though we only got a point, you know, it, it was a point a point away against the top three. It yeah. shows we're on the right the right path. And I look at it this way. We've been our, our journey's seven months old. You know, with McKenna, it's what, two months old? Yeah. Milton Keynes is that's a two, three-year project already. They've been building for two or three years under Russell Martin, under Liam Manning. We're way behind that. You know, and you look at the you look at the Bristol Cities, you look at the uh, Burnleys, you look at the Brentfords. We're years behind that. So we've made so much ground up in let's just say in under Kieran McKenna, we've made so much ground in two months. What mm. can we do in a year? And yeah. I just look at it that way. If we mm. can make this much ground, what are we now? We haven't conceded in nearly six hours of football. That's unbelievable for a club, for our club. You know, for the last, what, 12 years, we're looking if we went two games without conceding a goal. We're looking if we went a game without conceding a goal. And the best chance we had of conceding a goal where we had nil-nil, you know, against, I don't know, Shrewsbury or Doncaster or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so it's so more and it's so much more entertaining and everybody seems to be pulling in the same direction. And I'm sorry, I just find you know, even even some fans who, who don't like me, you know, they're actually encouraged by what's happening. You know, you still get the odd dickhead, but they're actually encouraged about what's happening. And I've not seen that in, in a very long time, you know. Mm. And I, I I think to be honest, you know, we're we're all a bit skeptical when the takeover happened. But you can see things, and I'm really looking forward. I think there could be big changes in the forward line come the end of the season. And I think summer's the best time because you'll get the free agents, you'll get the players who want to leave. Yeah. Anybody who can score goals, you wouldn't get in January. So it was pointless to even look because yeah. those clubs just won't let them go. You know, even Ben Brayton, uh, thing at Blackburn, they weren't selling him in January because they need him. Yeah. So summer's the best time for it. And I think I'd be really interested to see the types of tra- types of strikers that Kieran McKenna wants. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm not sure we've got them. I think these are a much these these are the ones he, he's got. That's why we've got a lot of rotation. He's not sure what to do with them. They're the ones he's got, and he wouldn't have got anything better in January. So I think he's going to make best make make you know, make a plan for every game with the ones he's got. We're going to see some surprises like yesterday. And I think a lot of people overreacted a bit because I think there was a reasonable case for Jackson to play with his pairs. But I think come the end of the year, 
we're going to start seeing an idea of what Kieran McKenna actually does want. And I think that's I think going to be... It now. I think, I I think, think we are seeing it now, to be fair. Oh, yeah. Um, well, what about in the forward line? I think at the moment, we know his defence. We know that's going to be, you know, bar barring anybody going, which I don't think they will, that will be his defence for next year. You know, you can probably pen in six or seven names. You know, you've got Chaplin, you've probably got Morsey, you've probably got Edmondson, Danassi and Walton, uh, Wolfie. They're probably penned in. You know, yeah. the rest of the names up for grabs. And I think that's where he's going to be looking at. Would you sign Would you sign Bond, Stephen? If the price got over 500, no. Mm. If we could get him for a decent fee, I'd sign him. Yeah. Even if it's just back up, I'd sign him. But yeah. and if, you know, if, if people are saying, well, QPR want millions, they won't want millions for him. If they go up, they want virtually nothing for him because they won't yeah. need him. They want him gone. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll just, you know, if, if they get promoted to the Premier League, they won't need the money, you know. They'll just want him gone. They might even allow a free transfer. I don't know. It depends on the deal. If if we're talking over five hundred k, probably not because we could probably get better. Very good point. Because we not so long ago <laughs> around Christmas, we was all going well. Would we shell out three million for Bond? And to and be fair, I'd rather him not score too many because if we you know we start he started off on such a train, yeah, you know, did. and it could it could be the point where it's because he's alone, you know, and his future's not his future's still undecided, you know. I think Walton's improved since he signed his contract. Yeah, agreed. Because yeah. I think he's, he's realised he's settled, he's, his future's settled, he knows where yeah. he is, and he yeah. can he can focus just solely on his football. I think when you're a lone player, you know, I think that might be what's hampering Selena because he's always been a bloody lone player. I think the only time he actually settled was at Swansea, and then he was only there for a year. Yeah. You know, people like that, you're like a transient, you're like, you're like a vagrant. You know, yeah. you're always I, moving I, from club to club, you never yeah. settle. Sometimes you just need to settle, and that can that can mm. affect your game so much because all you're focusing on is your football. You're not focusing about whether, I don't know, I'm moving to another country next next month or this, yeah. that, and the other. And you've got far too much to think about. And I think that could be affecting Bond. That could be affecting Selena. You know, is there a deal for Selena to be done? I wouldn't mind it to be honest. I know he's got a fair, fair bit in his contract. They ain't going up. They can't if they can't afford to keep him this season. They can't afford to keep him next. sooner or later. They're going to have to cut the losses. If there's a decent deal to be done, I'd go for it. Yeah, but you shake your head, Martin. He offers something. He offers that X factor. Even if it's just that player on the bench to come on, yeah, to turn a game. You know, we saw it at Crew. He can do it. You know, it could be a lot of reasons why he's not doing it. It could be the players he's playing with. Yeah. It could be the fact that he's a lone player. You know, we don't know. The club will know and the club will find that out. If it's something that they can deal with, if it's something they can solve... You know, then they will do, and a deal will be done. If it's not, then it won't, and they'll get somebody else. But there's a lot of people we can look at, and I think there could be big changes, especially at the forward forward side of the field. But yeah, the future's right. bright. That's all I can say. Yeah, Great. absolutely, Stephen. We love you. Appreciate you. Thank Just you very yourselves. much. Oh, yeah. See yeah. you later. See you later, Stephen. Thank you ever so much. Um, uh, Mike the fisherman. Can't don't know what the first bit's most to say, but Christmas Morsey was getting slated and Bomb was the next bent. Now Morsey is the next Holland and Bomb's the next Leon Best. Fickle. We said we said uh, Morsey could Fickle. be the next Holland on the day he signed. Fickle right. fans from Moat Fisherman. I like that. I do like that. Uh good points right, from Stephen, right. as always. Yeah, really good. I just don't like the talk of next year already. Because I I we had this with Paul Cook. And every year is different, is it not? Like you don't know who's gonna be moved on in the summer in terms of uh, an yes, active move on, yeah. but also 
someone who takes a fancy to the fact you've not conceded goals in XYZ and thinks, well, George Edmondson, he'll do for me. Maybe even Christian Walton, he'll do for me. You know, we are a League One side and you can't stand in these players' way. It just, no. it's, it's no. still here. And yes, yesterday... You can talk with optimism about next year because you can say, okay, we stay, say, you know, worst case scenario, we stay down. Then McKenna will be looking to see what kind of players, certainly the strikers that he feels mm-hmm. can get, score the goals that get mm-hmm. us out. Or we, the best case scenario is we get promoted at Wembley, party time, we're in the championship. Then, as you said, yeah, last season, mine, you, you, you're then, sh- you're then fishing in a different pond, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. You know. I'm back where I was this time last year, where yeah. it's like, you know, I'm, Desperate to drag the club, yeah, you know, forward and promotion because you, I think, you know, so much more awaits the football team at a, a higher level. But I can see the merits of, you know, next year should be be pretty good with with all things that we're seeing. There's no doubt in it. McKenna's turned the ship around. We're playing how yeah. I thought we could play with this squad of players. Do you think yesterday some fans? I wouldn't say negative. I think I think these days, anytime you have an opinion that isn't somebody's opinion it's you're negative I, I disagree with that i think you're seeing it in a different different light yeah i would do you think oxford's result is why some fans are seeing it in a different light because it is that opportunity to have really closed the gap and we were the better team in the second half rich yeah look i know oxford lost but you look plymouth won and if you look at the Still, look at the number of games played, Martin. Plymouth, two games in hand. If they win both of them, I think they'll, they'll go up to, I think, 59. Yes. So, it's it's still a big ask to get in the playoffs. We've given ourselves a chance now, five points. A good chance. We really need the next two um, two home games to get six points. It's got to be six. Yeah. You know, it's got to be Burton and Cheltenham, two wins. And then after that, you've got two very, very tough away games. Morecambe, Fleetwood. You got a long travel, and I know, like you said before about the away games, the the northern games, we struggle. You're going to go out there; the weather's going to be shit. It's probably going to be raining. The pitches are not going to be good, and they are as desperate as for the points as we are because they're both struggling down the bottom. So they won't be they won't be easy games. If we took ten points from the next four games, I'd be happy. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was that? Ten points. If we took ten points out of the next four games, I know we want to win them all. I had four points in the next 10 games. I thought I'd bang my head off. I know, I know we want to win every single game. Man. The they are games we can win. The two home games has to be six points. Yes. Okay, so we, we can win both them games at Morecambe and Fleetwood. But I, I think if we got four points out of them two games, you know, I, I think... You've got to win all of them. You've got... But there's no reason why you shouldn't be beating Burton and Cheltenham at home, as you say. But then you've got... Fleetwood away. We've said it before. We take these teams lightly, and we come up with egg on our face. So just take the next game. But I'm just saying, oh, if you got one ten, at time, one at a time, ten out of ten out of twelve, you'd be happy with that. That would be a good Absolutely. return. It might not be enough. It might not be enough with these other teams around us because we have got that five point gap to make up. I've got eight points over the next four. Two. That would be nowhere near points. enough. No. And two draw and the draws at Morecambe and Fleetwood. Although I yeah. did say I'd, we'd lose in my little list, I did say lost to MK. So actually, point ahead. But um, yeah, so you're saying three wins in a draw. So we've got to go undefeated in the next four games, effectively. I'm going to ask, okay, I'll ask you a question. Do playoff teams beat teams such as Fleetwood and Morecambe away? Do playoff teams beat those teams? Yeah, this is League One and you know what the results are like. 
I do. You only have to look. Do. You only have to look at Sunderland's games. The last few games. You look at Oxford yesterday. No, look. If we've got a chance for the playoffs, so have Bolton. Bolton have got a game in hand on us. They win yeah. that game. They go level with us. So we can't be writing Bolton off. But Bolton so, are over surge right now. Aren't you're, they? you're not they took six points of us. Annoying. You're not going to win every single game. That's that's for absolute sure. But we've kind of setting ourselves up to the point where you have you're going to have to go on some really solid miracle run because then then you've got oxford obviously coming up you've got plymouth themselves coming up you've got to put yourself in a really strong position against the weaker teams to then overtake those teams when you when you have the chance to play them if you're still playing catch here because at some point you're hoping to not only catch up but then put some distance between you and them otherwise it's going to really go down to the to the wire mm. it may well do that anyway but i don't want to be playing too much catch up when we're playing plymouth it's very unpredictable isn't it i thought oxford would probably beat Bolton yesterday but you know it's got the metal these next four games it takes us that'll be 10 games left of the season yeah. if, if we can the next two games if we can win both of them there's probably going to be a couple of teams slip up somewhere along the way if if we've 10 games to go we're within four points we're right in the mix if it goes back yeah. up to Seven, eight. Then the games are going to yeah. run out. Yeah, real, forget it. Real quick We've got, it's got to be touching game. distance. It's got to be three <laughs> yeah. points. It's got to be three points. I would say. But then you can flip yeah. it and say, if you can come through the next four with four wins, it sets yourself up nicely yeah. for two oh, yeah. really, on paper, tough home games in Lincoln, Lincoln or Portsmouth. Lincoln, yeah, who yeah. was obviously playoff semi-finalist, I think last year. Pompey, who always this year, who turns up, we'll see. But you don't want to go into the back onto those two home games off the back of maybe of for eight points, like Matt said. That would be could you be looking to win both of those games? And you are anyway, but Portsmouth are a, they're a tricky side. You don't know they're like Jekyll and Hyde. It's who turns up for Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah, got, yeah, yeah. They've got two games in hand. If they win them two games in hand, Portsmouth, they go three points outside the playoffs. And they've See? been in their forms all over the place. So it's just whoever can hold their nerve because yeah. you get into them last 10, eight to ten games, Matt. There's some weird results. You know, there's not going to be yeah. many teams in the league without nothing to play for. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. we can do this as fans. As Greg said, thinking too far ahead, set you up for disappointment, one game at a time. That's what I'm sure Kieran McKenna will be, you know, installing into the players. One game, one game, one game. Do not. That's all you've got. Treat it as a round, as, as a tournament. Uh, the time has really caught up with us. Have we got any goats? Yeah. We do. Right. Oh, okay. We told you. You've been all right. Goat of the week from Talking Town. What's got your goat? Okay, what have we got then? I've got a double goat. I've got a double oh, FA Cup special goat. Oh, so my first FA now. Cup, the, the first FA Cup one is the, the price of the tickets that Peterborough are charging for the Man City game. Now, they've had a rethink. Lumpy. When they? they originally came out, when they originally came out, I think it was on Thursday night. It was, yeah. I think it was, they've gone down by six quid. So if you were a non-season ticket holder for Man City at home, an adult, 42 quid you're going to have to pay to go and sit in that shithole at London Road. It's a shithole, <laughs> isn't it? We've all been there. And I think even an under-18 ticket was 29 quid. Yeah. And so if you've got family, if you've got, you got family of two or three kids and you want to go, you fucking only about 120 quid. They better rethink. They've knocked six quid off. So season ticket holders, 28. Non-season ticket holders, 36, which is still expensive, I think. I know they want to make some money. 
you know. I think that's not money for ninety minutes in it, thirty six quid. Yeah, I think that's fine. Not exactly. <laughs> because exactly. what it's basically you saying if, it, it, is, if you've yeah, been with us through the tough times, through the hard times, the good times, you're a season ticket holder, you're yeah. going to get it at a discounted rate. Normally, it would work out as season ticket holders pay 36, and because you're a new customer and want to try and attract you, you pay 25. That's normally how things like this work out, in my experience. This is actually quite nice. It's rewarding you for being for being a season ticket holder. Yeah. The only people paying more are. Casuals. The city fans who are going to be turning up on the day. They're used to paying these big prices anyway. I, th- I thought the IP one was like 28, 30 quid when it reached. Like, oh, so yeah, the senior now is 25 quid, or if you're a non season ticket holder, it's 33 quid, which is, that is that's expensive. That is it. Everything's going up. What's on the telly? So, so, exactly. So, so, so off the so back of this. Off the back of this, part two of my goat is, this is a midweek. FA Cup round five is being played in midweek. So yeah. I was listening last Sunday, Boreham Wood, fantastic result, beat Bournemouth. Yeah. There was a phone call on 6.06, this bloke was on there. Yeah, great, went with my kids today. But I've got to get them out of school for the Everton away game. It's a Wednesday night. You've got to travel all the way to Merseyside. Do they ever stop and think about the supporters? No, they don't. Sometimes. Well, when? It's ruled by television, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. It's ruled by the selling. I actually quite like the FA Cup midweek. I, and there, we, there was an idea when I was at the FA that it would become a midweek competition that was floated around because they were trying to find a bit more of a USP for it. Under lights, everyone likes cup games, upsets, under lights. But yeah, I've got no issue with it being midweek. But look, as Don King used to say, if you can't be on the scene, watch it on the screen. Don't have I would to question and says that all the time don't have to go no and i would question the need for that bloke to take his kid out of school why yeah. does he need to no like the child's oh, not going to have a dis- dis- i know you don't go to the away game and you don't i'll take my kids no because i get bloody I ambushed born- by six thugs last time i went if i was a born <laughs> if i was I a mean, born fan, if i was a born wood fan and i had a couple of kids and i had the chance to go to goodison to take my kids on a trip that you're never probably ever going to do again are you going to say they're going to say, Dad, can we go to Goodison? No, you can't, because Martin is a boring bastard. And he said, no, you can't go. <laughs> no, no. I didn't schedule the game at that at, at that point in time. You'd say no, because Sky, is it on Sky? Um, I don't I even know if it's been shown. I don't even know if it's been shown. So then why is it at that time? That That is a... a It'd probably be on the red button. I think all games are on the red button, aren't they? Because that's season when we... When it was behind closed doors, we had the Portsmouth game was on, wasn't it? Do you remember yeah, that? I don't, all, I don't think they all are rich. They go, no, son, we're not no, going because on the red button, we'll get a nice take. There you go, Matt Stanard. We'll His kids were screaming at him because wouldn't, he wouldn't let him go to Barrow. If kids wanted to eat <laughs> sweets all day long, would you let Like, I don't, I'm not. Like, no, no. Doesn't, there's no need. You can take it. There's no need. You said the guy who said he, has, he needs to take his kid out. They don't need to. It's, honest, called, Matt, it's called Matt. Memories, Martin. It's called Memories. When we played Man United in the League yeah. Cup, my, yeah. my kids my kids left school early. We I'm went, just bitter because I didn't go to Milan at home because it was a school night. I'm just bitter, all right? Because <laughs> I was it was a school night and we watched it. Uh, I would say Matt Stenard is a shining example of good parenting, not going to that Barrow game. Bloody awful. Just watching it on the yeah. telly. Yeah. On BBC <laughs> RITV says, Mark, I think Matt, we should all learn from Matt Stanard. Just, just learn from him. 
everything he does, he always seems to be spot on with it. Uh, and he gets great seats. There he was. Bang. There's the Stannard family. Right. What's your goat? My, my goat is uh, driving instructors, driving instructors, uh, taking bookings during rush hour. Generally, when I'm trying to get places, I'm on the school run, 8.30, school run going back, 3 o'clock, got someone toddling along. They've all got their masks on, toddling along, indicating about half an hour before they t- turn left. Mm. Annoying. We, what we need to get is either a uh, window where they can only learn to drive. So it's got to be outside of rush hour all Sunday mornings. Then we all know. There's nothing worse than you running late and you've got the L thing and you've got the shitty little car and it's got the thing on the, the top, the mm. big L face. Do you know what I mean? There's too many people driving in this country anyway. I found this out yesterday when I was stuck on the, uh, I can't remember where it was, M11 or something for about half hour. Someone well, we were waiting for you to get in the bloody ground because I had your ticket. My yeah. kids were, can we go in? When's Matt coming? He's still not here, is he? Some old, some old dear, she was okay. He had crashed on the M11 and that ambulance was there and she was okay. But uh, yeah, too much traffic. We don't need any more drivers. So yeah, driving instructors. Annoying. Adrax says, so why does FA, why does the FA feel needs need, need to be at midweek? Um, Matt, that goat sung to me, says Milk Tray. Yeah. Who also says earlier in the chat, Milk is a good player. Paul Bird, I've got to do a turnaround round trip because Crunch as a kid want to go to Morecambe. Well, actually, I'm working and he, he's uh, he's going to pick up Ollie because Ollie wants to come. So, well done, well done, bud. Oh, good on him. All right, there you go. You've got the two goats. Let's... Um, um, let's don't vote for me. Don't be moaning when you're out and about this week and you're behind a learner. Damn, bloody hell. We should listen I haven't that. got a goat this week. Really? I haven't got, no. No. Just I mean... Oh, he would, have done, he would have done earlier in the week, everyone, because he was really grumpy on the WhatsApp. I was. Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. He chilled out since. Well, I can't, I, I haven't got anything to be upset about, you know. Yeah. It's Valentine's yeah. weekend. I've got some lovely brownies downstairs. That's what I liked yesterday. The big screen, you wouldn't have seen this at home. The big screen. There was obviously some kind of deal going on for Valentine's Day at the Stadium MK. And they called it Valentine's Day, which I thought was very good. But my favourite advert on the screen yesterday was, have you ever thought about an exciting career in financial services? <laughs> No. <laughs> Talking of which, thank you for the reminder. Hello, you lovely lot. I am here very quickly to discuss Woodpecker Mortgages and Protection run by Ipswich Town fan Graham. So you know you're in good hands if you go with Woodpecker Mortgages and Protection. I want to discuss the income protection service they do with you. You all know me and you all know my story. Literally one day I went out into that big wide world, a scary world, and I had an injury which left me disabled and unable to work just like that i lost my income just like that that's a click there crazy this may have been an answer to a prayer because obviously when you can't work you can't earn and when you can't earn, you can't earn so basically let graham try and save you money because woodpecker mortgages and income uh, experts they have a great range of products they go from everything between uh, first-time buyers home mortgages life insurance income protection home insurance he's a town fan Graham, give him a call, give him an email, let him see if he can save you money. If you can't save you money, yep. you've not lost anything. And if you can, there's more wedge to put in to the old YouTube memberships or Ko-Fi uh, or whatever you else you want to spend money on. Do I give your name on the, the, the front screen now, then? Yes, now. that does have to be updated. It does. Um, yeah, on there. It does. Oh, Ben. So Ben says, uh, yeah. So and before I go any further, Woodpecker Mortgages, call Graham on 01636 337 447 or email Graham Woodpecker Mortgages, all one word, dot co dot UK. You know, it makes sense, right? Who doesn't love saving money? 
just you know we like spending money well, you're doing the old phillips towers yeah ben got frisked into the ground um but still some managed to get a smoke, <laughs> smoke. <laughs> yes i'll tell you what on that note before we bring in the goat to finish off the show we've got to do your uh, your crunching tackle rich because that that's that's a smoke just a bomb one. just a quick one massive shout out to needham market yesterday into oh, yeah. the last eight of the FA Trophy, one nil home win against Dartford. Nice, Good fantastic for local football. Right. Just have to be quick because I'm dying on me backside here. Literally. Yeah, on. I feel like this I'm is a great crunching tackle. Out. This is all um, about getting, like Ben said, getting frisked, <laughs> and it's incredible because how this guy we probably all seen it. This was off David Johnson's ex town off his Twitter feed. Now this yeah. was at Blackburn in the week. At the end of the game, they just won 2 0. Look at this. Look at that. He's got a speaker. <laughs> How do you guess? Where, where did he hide that? Anything to declare? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know how he got that in. There was, uh, there, was a, there was a famous incident in the San Siro once when I think it was Inter got the Inter fans got the ump, so they launched a moped off the top tier of the San Siro. Well, what about when um, to the ground? Where did <laughs> it when Madrid, Was it when Madrid played at Barcelona and they sh- they threw yeah, the pig's head at Figo? At Figo, pig's head, yeah. Excuse Back me, sir. Is, is that a speaker in your pocket, or are you just pleased to see me? <laughs> That's no, amazing. Fucking great big thing. It was it was comical yesterday because Rich, where we were, wasn't it? It was a big three, wasn't there, over the top of the away entrance, and Rich was going, "Which side of the three? <laughs> it was absolutely mobbed. But and talking about getting frisked, Ben Moore, you might have got frisked, but some of them I see them when they're patting down. It was embarrassing. Seen that? Yeah, literally like that. In you go. It's like that. The uh, the video that was on Twitter a few months yeah, back. The old guy. With the old guy going next. I don't yeah, think. He, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. like being frisked. Don't touch me. I don't want to be touched. You don't like much, do you? Well, they did allow me to have my top on my water, didn't they, Rich? They said I, I, they felt like I wasn't any kind of like risk to throwing it on the pitch. <laughs> do you do you, do you like yourself? You know, do you like sort of allow yourself to have fun? Who me? Yeah, I feel like I've much else. Talking about having fun yesterday, it was a great incident in the second half with that old boy, wasn't it? He was sat up near us, this old boy. The lino, I don't know what the lino given a throw in or a free kick. Yeah. He's Everybody jumped is. over three rows of seats. Yeah. He's gone over that way, down the front, and then he's just stood there and he didn't give him any abuse. No, he's run he like that he way. Been, yeah, it was funny that. For what? Funny. Right. It was, uh, I was having fun yesterday when I reached. Yeah. I felt like good day out. It was a good day out. Good. Yeah, right. Well, singing. L- and then to round off the show with the oracle of all knowledge. Those at home. Yesterday, before he got in the ground. Let's see how long it takes him to mention Sir Bobby and mention Sonny Aluko. We are currently on 111. Let's see how long it takes him to mention those two players. It is, of course, the GOAT Colin Plum. Welcome in, Colin. Hi, Colin. Gov, Matt, Rich. How are we? All right. Yeah, okay, thank you. How did you enjoy yesterday? First thing I've got to say, right, me and Rich had a little chat on the way home. And that man today, look, he's spot on. I, I said to Rich on the way home or on my two miles per hour yeah, way home. What time did you get home anyway, Colin? About, about well, a test goes barely about eight o'clock, mate. Oh, you've done all right. Not too bad. Anyway. You get back for match of the day, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, like, like we were saying yesterday, Rich, uh, and I said to you, 
uh, out about those next um, four games, I did say to you, didn't I? And we yeah. totally agree with each other. Ten points out of twelve. I think the boys spot on. Um, can we get like Gav said? Can we get twelve out of twelve? Yes, we can. Would I be happy with ten out of twelve? Yes, I would. And I think most people would. Um, yesterday, um, look, Rich spoke. Actually, I was speaking to Ian about what Rich was saying the other day about the uh, about the Doncaster game and the atmosphere. Now. I know what it's like, and me and Ian were saying the same. Um, Ian was saying about at Fleetwood the other year, the other year, which I didn't go to, and Ian was saying exactly the same thing, Rich, in agreement with you, that I think it was about 1,200 at Fleetwood, if you remember, and he said it was banging, it was brilliant, and we get what you're saying, Rich, and I get what you're saying. But I, look, I've got to applaud, not myself, although I was pretty loud, always like to be, because I like to get behind the boys. You know, right? That's why you were loud. No, I'm, I'm loud if I've had two shandies, mate. <laughs> I like to get behind my team. And I'll tell you what, the acoustics in the MK Stadium, first time I've been there, shout out to MK, that is a great stadium, one of the best newish stadiums I've been to the acoustics in that stadium is brilliant and what I mean by that we was loud yesterday and I think Rich will agree with that it did go all the way round as opposed to like Rich was saying Friday it can be a bit here a bit there a bit here a bit there but it was good yesterday and I'll tell you what if we go back there in the semi-final like Matt quite rightly said, that could happen. And I'll tell you what, if they give us another 8,000, which they might do in the semi-final, my God, that'll sound like Wembley with our lot. But yeah. I've got I've got to say, I've got to say, like I said to Rich yesterday, I didn't think they were brilliant yesterday, MK Dons. But I'll tell you, I will say one thing for them. They played the game the right way. Uh, they're good football inside. They'd be even better if they had a decent pitch. Um, but, you know, they do it the right way. Um, you know, they they could obviously do with a lot more back. And if, you, if I think they've had a lot more back and behind them, I think they'd be flying up this league, to be fair. But um, they don't get the back and That's not their fault. Good, good young manager. Play the game the right way. Too bad. They're third in the table. No, absolutely right. But um, if, like um, like Mark was saying earlier, quite right, and he was talking about it going home. He was looking in their pro in the program, you know, and their next four or five six games are stiff. I'll tell you, if they come out of all of them on the right side, you know, there'll be that there'll be a big, big, big shout for going up, but. They've got some really, really um, demanding games over this next month. And like I said to you, Gov, last night, having seen in the car last night those next four or five, six games they've got, and seeing the next four or five games we've got, I think if we look at this, I weren't having a go at you, Gov, I'd never do that. If we, if we look at this table in the next, in the... About this time in in March, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna be quite happy on how it's going. I really believe that. I'm not. 
look, I know everybody says, Colin, you say it all the time, but I'm trying to be realistic with myself here. I think we're in a good place. We've got a great... I'll tell you what, what I know about Kieran McKenna yesterday, we, we went in the ground quite early-ish. And when I first went in the ground, there was probably about 500 Ipswich fans in the ground, or maybe six, 700. And Kieran McKenna came out, a big shout out to him, to look at the pitch, obviously, and, 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 get, and, and get a little grip of what's going on. And like I say, there was hardly any town fans in the ground at that particular time. Five or six hundred. He still made it. He came over. Little clap to the Ipswich fans. Four or five hundred who were in the ground at that he time. You, yeah. He knew you, and that's why he came out. I haven't spoken to the lad yet. And I'll tell you what, Rich. I'm itching to have a chat with him. Because, like I said, after one or one and a half games... I'll tell you what, a big shout out to Mark Ashton because I'll tell you what, he's arguably, apart from that lad in between our sticks, I think one of the best signers we've made in a long while. Mm. And I know Matt Phillips will agree with that. Matt, no, sorry, Matt. I remember your words. Your words were, I think we struck gold with him. And I'll tell you what, you was the first person to say that, and I applaud you for that, because I'll tell you what, I said after about one or two games that a minuscule bit of him at that time... Get ready. Shoot me. Get ready. A little bit of... Sir... Bobby Robson. (laughs) (laughs) I love Kieran McKenna. I'll tell you what, every bit about him just oozes quality. Everything he does is quality, Rich. You know, Matt, he just Mm -hmm. oozes quality, the bloke. He really does. And I'll tell you what, I hope he starts. I hope and pray. I really hope and pray he stays with our football club for a long while because... Kieran's at the wheel. Kieran's at the wheel. I love him. I love him. Well, where we had the view yesterday, you could also see Martin Pert as being a real yeah. strong presence on, on the touchline. I mean, you remember when yeah. Lambert first came into the, the, the club and he was like that whirling dervish, I called it, on the on the sidelines. Martin Pert plays that role. I think he, he, he he's obviously, you know, the, the two come together, don't they? You know, we've got McKenna's mm-hmm. farm assurance and that tactical brain and all that. I think the real kind of um, the real motivations coming from Perth, really good. Yeah, good duo. And yeah. do, do do you think, Gov, on the on the back of that, Matt? Do you, do you think, Gov, that that was the main thing? Obviously, that um, do do you think that was the one thing that Paul could, obviously was missing, and 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 his stubbornness cost him his job because of that. Yeah, I I, I do. I think the coaching team around him weren't as good as it needed to be. And he was stubborn. I mean, didn't he say in his press conference to Chesterfield, I think it might have been a joke, but he said 4-2-3-1, I think. I think he said it with a big laugh and a smile. But look, he he was, he seemed almost predetermined just to to keep working on the 4-2-3-1 and it it was going to work and fit. And that's his style. And Whereas McKenna, I think he's played a whole host of formations. Um, So you're a positive chap. We've talked about those four games coming up. I'll is try to be. 
is it a waste of my time to ask if you're going to win all four? Because are you going to say yes? Or do you generally think that? What do you think about the next four? I'm, look, I'm going to be totally honest here, um, Gav. I th- like Rich, I th- I th- obviously the next two home games, I know we keep saying it all the time, but they are. They must win. And I think we will win both of those games, even if they're 1-0, 2-1. I think we'll win both of those games. The next one after that is... Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Morecambe. Morecambe and Fleetwood. Morecambe and White. Like I said, that would be difficult, like on a difficult surface and whatever. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, no, yeah, I, I, I think we could... I think we can win that. I mean, that might be close. I, I, out of the two away games, the Morecambe and the Fleetwood games, I, I think possibly Morecambe will be the, just a tad, tad little bit more difficult. I, I, I would like to think, although it's an awful surface, um, when you think about their results this year, which I think Morecambe's have been slightly better, I think I, I'd go for maybe 2-0 at Fleetwood win, and I and I'm gonna be as positive as I can for everybody. I'll go for a what possibly a one nil or two one win at Morecambe, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was one all. So yeah, I'm going ten stroke twelve points, but I'd probably I'd probably go more on the side of ten ten points out of twelve, and I would be happy with that. Perfect. Right. Well, we know Rotherham have helped us out today. Obviously, Akron and Stanley play Wednesday before we play again, so hopefully that can also be of oh, help. Way. By the way, just a quick shout out to Newcastle today. I watched that in the corner of my eye. Uh, Newcastle got, got a penalty awarded to him. The referee gave a penalty. They'd done the VAR, obviously. And it was it was a foot on a foot. And um, they showed, showed, showed it as just outside the area. So they had a free kick and Kira, and um, Kira Trippier scored from the free kick. Get in! <laughs> you Norwich little boys. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> what's it, what's it this week, Colin? What's coming up Friday? You told me yesterday. Yes, my... It's Sir Bobby's drink, Sir Bobby's birthday, and mine as well. What birthday to share? I share my, bo- share my birthday with Sir Bobby. Brilliant. Which I'm, which I'm really, really pleased about. And when I first found out that, when I was not that old, Probably about, I don't know, I was probably about 11 or 12 when I first found out. So I shared me um, 13 or 14 when I shared my birthday with Sir Bobby. That was one of the best things I've ever heard, really. It's ever been told, about. you know. And I, and I, I kind of I dined out on all my life sport and town, really. Because you know? yeah, when you think about anybody who's connected with, Ipswich Town Football Club is probably nobody better apart from Sir Alf to share your birthday with. So, Absolutely. yeah, I, I, I love the thought and, I, and I'll put some flowers on. <sighs> Colin? No, no. Moment. No, no, no. I'll put, I'll put some flowers on Sir Bobby's statue, um, statue at the Burton game and uh, from a goat. And... Uh, Simple as that. I love the man. I will always love the man. Like, I love the club, and he was part of my life, all my support in life, young, and you know, and I and I loved him even when you know when he was England manager. 
probably as much as when he was town manager. And, and I I always look up at that bit when we're at the statue, and I always look at that a bit above the club shop there. I think that's beautiful, you know. Whoever yeah. thought about that, that bit above the club shop, that massive great picture of Bobby, I'll tell you what, that was so well done, that was. And, you know, I think that probably was as well done, that bit, Top above the shop as as a statue. To be perfectly honest, that's just lovely. It's a lovely little smile on his face, and you know, I think we look up at that and we think to ourselves, God, you know, come on, let's get back to those days for for the younguns and Rich's children, match match down our children. Let's let's get back to them days. Come on, let's do it. We love you. We're not out of this. We're not out of it. Never, ever. Enjoy your Valentine's Day with your good lady wife. Look after yourself. Awesome. Uh, oh, by the way, it's Andrew's birthday tomorrow as well. On Valentine's Day. The, the mini go, Andrew. Colin, look after yourself. See you, Colin. Love you, Gav. Love you, Rich. Love you, Matt. Take care. Um, I'm going to have to sort of go, really, because I'm dying on my ass here. I feel so ill. You've done well, um, Morning, to get through. Well done, mate. <laughs> I'm literally short, a bit short of breath. There. No, um, no staying up towards the Super Bowl. No, no chance. 